Welcome to Sea Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. It is episode 220-220. As a lot of twos, just one zero. It's an easy 220. We can handle that. Of course, this is Seat Time, the online show for the off-road enthusiasts. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Sorry that we're a little bit late going live this season, but you know what? We're on the internet. We're having a good time, and we've got epic guests for you to talk all kinds of off-road greatness. Of course, quickly, we'd love to say thank you to our sponsors, so Fly Racing, Kinda Tire, and SRT Off-Road. You can find all their links to the products that they do sell, either that you can find at your local dealer on or online in the comments below. I'm sure that we will talk about some of their products later on as we get into all of this stuff, but those guys are awesome. Of course, you can find us. Uh, everything is archived on the site, and if you want audio only, a Stitcher and iTunes is the best way to go about doing that. Chatroom, tlk.io slash seattime. I need to say that just so I even know it's there because I don't even have it brought up right now. So we're going to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, But before we do that, I want to talk to Thad. Mr. Thad Duval. welcome to Sea Time, kind sir. How the heck have you been? I've uh, been good. Just living the dream, man. Living the dream. You are married now. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately? But no. No, yeah. no it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, I got married like the weekend after um, Snowshoe, so... It was pretty wild. Um, actually, at the New York round, um, I decided to rip half of my face off um, with some twine. So all my wedding pictures, I got this huge scar across my face. So it worked out good. But uh, luckily, it didn't happen at Snowshoe, so I had a little time to make it a little bit better. A little time to heal up. Uh, how freaked out was, is Maddie, correct? Is that her name? Yeah, Maggie. Ma Maggie, how freaked out was she about your face being like, or was she just like, ooh, look how manly you are, and she just couldn't keep her paws off of you? Uh, uh, she would just like look at it and like pick at it and like spread it apart, <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? It's I'm not like, going to heal on. when you pick it, woman. That's what my mom always told me. I what know. are you doing? I know. So, but no, it turned out good. It was a good wedding and had a bunch of family and friends there, and just uh, it's been a good summer since then. I have to ask. I would imagine... That there's no immediate plans, but will you have children? Uh, yeah, down the road for sure. Uh, definitely kids in the future. Um, I'm an only I'm an only child, so uh, maybe we'll have one just to keep it keep it in the family. So oh, don't do it, don't do it, man. Only, <laughs> only kids raising an only kid. I mean, that's just so boring. You could be just like so much more insane if you have multiple children. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah, definitely in the future. So. Uh, Hopefully we'll have another uh, little Duvall running around in the future. Dig it. Well, um, I wanted to say thank you very much for the, the, the times that uh, recently you have shared the Team USA support shirt that we're selling right now. So for those of you guys who don't know, that is the, the Fuel Up shirt. That is available literally until tomorrow evening. It cuts off at 11.59 p.m. tomorrow night. And that is just so we can get them off to the printer, get them printed, get them to the racers and out to you guys before the actual event happens. Um, again, we don't really buy shirts and then have a bunch of overhead because that's just crazy talk. So if you want to go to it, seatime.co uh, seatime slash Team USA, and that'll bring you to the product page. You can grab some of those. Again, we'll be uh, shipping those hopefully in about a week, week and a half after we get them back from the printer. Um, 
They got married. We're talking about kids, all that kinds of stuff. One of the things that was totally epic that happened during the summer for you was you show up at a national enduro and win. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. Uh, just, you know, I, I uh, raced there a couple years ago when they had it there, and uh, it's only about 45, 50 minutes from my house. So we, uh, we planned on going all summer long, and when the time came, we uh, buckled down and went up and you know i just went to have fun i like you know with me i, I try not to have expectations like when i go to national enduro because i know i've i've never really enjoyed them in the past and you know some of them i have fun and some of them i just can't wait for the day to be over so you know looking at it i'm like you know what i'm just gonna go up and have fun but in the back of my mind whenever i go to a race i want to win so it's just like even when i go there and i the first test was done and i'm like all right you know like it wasn't bad it was little tired than what I remember and they're like oh you got fourth and I'm like oh man here we go this is gonna be one of those days where I just can't wait to get it over with and you know I went into the second test and I think I end up winning the test so just from there I just uh clicked off a couple more wins and it was funny because like I knew I, I must have been torn pretty good because I think it was the third test the third test was like 12 miles long and it was like one of the tightest tests all day long. And I, I hated it. I like <laughs> had zero fun in it. And I'm like, man, I'm just like, that really sucked. But at the same time, I was still having fun there. I came out and I remember Maggie being like, well, how, how'd you do? And I'm like, man, I don't know. Like it was bad. And even dad was like, you don't look too happy. And I'm like, oh, that, that just sucked. And they're like, well, you got, a second i'm like oh okay and like you only lost by three seconds so i'm like all right maybe like i can win this thing and i think that's when it clicked inside my head that you know that was one of the tightest tests all day and i still was able to get second and i just think from there on out it clicked and i think i got like another second and then i won the last two tests and ended up winning by like 40 seconds so uh it was a good day it was crazy i never i mean i, I want to say that i expected to go there to win but in reality, I was I'd been happy with the top three or top five, and you know to win was definitely a plus. And you know I think it uh, was definitely good to, to cap off the summer with it right before we went back to uh, GNCCs. Yeah. Now you mentioned something in there. You were saying about the tight woods and, and everything. Do you think that going in without too much pressure on yourself, like you're kind of like I kind of want to win, but I know this is you know now that you're in here it's super tight. Do you just kind of have fun maybe and that kind of like kind of like kept the pressure off so you were able to actually do better than if you'd have gone in trying to quote unquote race it? Um, I don't know. Like, I guess it was probably a little bit of pressure off me, but you know, like I said, going there, I was going there to race. You right. know? Yeah, I, that's I true. I mean, racing is, is like a, my, it is my job. I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be one of the very few guys that get paid to do it. And, you know, it's when I go there, I, I go there and they're expecting me to win every time. And, you know, when I don't, it's kind of a downfall. So, like, even when I knew with the tight woods that I wasn't, wasn't going to be my favorite. But, you know, I still went there to race. And I feel like um, I still had a lot of fun doing it, even though it was tight. And I feel like that's what helped a bunch. And, you know, I was around, um, I think... I was a little farther back, so I think it helped a little bit. The, the The trail was more beat in, and, you know, there was a couple more lines that opened up, and I feel like I definitely had an advantage being back a little bit farther. So 
I don't know. It was just uh, I had a fun day, and I was around around a lot of my friends that uh, raced with me and stuff. So I got to uh, hang out with them in between each test, and it was just a fun day and super stoked with the win. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I didn't have a clue what the Grassman was. Like, I was like, "What is the Grassman National Enduro?" So we were talking to somebody, and I was the, getting them to talk about it. So I type it in. I was like, "The Grassman." I just typed that in. I had no idea that that was like kind of a nickname for a Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, like okay, so. When I won, I don't know, I was more stoked about the trophy than I think winning the National Enduro because, okay, there's, there's, a, there's a show on the History or um, Destination America channel, and it's called Mountain Monsters. Well, Mountain Monsters is like these group of crazy rednecks, like, hang out at the bar every Friday night, like every night, and, you know, I have a weird obsession with them. Um, there's a guy on there called Wild Bill. Uh, we are actually going to a local race. Um, they're not very far from here. They're, they're out of like probably half hour, 20 minutes down the road. Right. You know, I, um, I've heard of them being around like the city I live in and everything. And we were going to a local race and, uh, we were at the gas station and I look over and I see this guy off mountain monsters, wild bill pumping gas. And I like freak out. I'm like, <laughs> Oh man, like this is crazy. Like, so he went inside and like, we are, we're already in like, I remember we were all in the van. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to get a picture with this dude. Like, they're like, Oh no way. So we literally had to sit in the parking lot for a good 10 minutes and wait for him to come out. So I ended up getting a picture with him and got an autograph and stuff. So, so I, you know, like I watched the episodes and one of the episodes is a grass man, which it was up by where the Enduro was. So. You know, when I and when I found out the name of the thing was Grassman Enduro, I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. Like, I'm obsessed with this dude and this show, and I just won a thing that they funded. So it's pretty cool. It was a wild, um, you know. I think I was more pumped about winning the trophy for sure than I was winning the Enduro. But it was a cool. It's a cool story behind it, and that'll definitely probably be one of my favorite trophies from here on out for the rest of my life. Yeah, and that that race being, you know, what do you say, 45 minutes from your house? Uh, that is like you've probably like searched for sasquatches right like that's like been a, a favorite pastime of yours while not hunting uh well you know i'm a big time hunter so when i'm walking through the woods at 5 30 in the morning when it's pitch black you know sasquatch crosses my mind but you know i never really went out and looked for him because if i think i found him i'd probably poop myself but uh yeah it was uh it's definitely crossed my mind when i'm walking through the woods in the pitch black in the morning by myself yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, I, like, I remember everybody making fun of, like, trying to get people to go snipe hunting and stuff like that, so I'd imagine up in, in your neck of the woods that it's, let's go Sasquatch hunting, and you're, like, start scaring, yeah. scaring all the little kids and shit. Well, like, with the whole mountain monsters thing, there's, like, the grass man, and they call, like, a devil dog, and the lizard man, and... Yeah, there's, there's like, a, a bunch of... A bloodless howler, is that a thing, too? Yeah, yeah, that's a thing, too, and then... You know, I live right on the Ohio River, and there I can literally almost hit a golf ball from my house to the Ohio River, and then there's an island called Buckley Island. Um, and just a couple years ago, they were hunting the lizard man on the island, so they were uh, pretty close to me. So it's it's funny, 
funny story with those guys, but uh, it was definitely cool to win the trophy. This is hilarious. Yeah, like now, so now you've kind of got me uh, googling this, and I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie; these guys are some uh, interesting looking characters. Oh man, you got Wild Bill, man. Wild Bill is the man. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, I could see how you would be like that is Wild Bill. Like you'd see him at the gas station and be like that. Yep, because I'm sure he dresses just like this, probably walking around the streets and everything. Like literally, like that. <laughs> Drives around in like a 1980 beater Chevy truck, like it's it's crazy. Uh, you gotta love that shit. Well, um, yeah, I know. I'm kind of trying. I was like the the damn trophy that you got that picture of you holding that thing is absolutely epic. And so is that's not a rotating trophy, right? Like that's something that you actually gonna get to keep forever. Yeah, that's something I get to keep forever, so it'll definitely be on the center of the mantle for sure for a long time. Oh, I know that for sure, man. And so one last thing on the National Enduro. I wanted to know, you actually kind of touched on it a little bit. I think you were on row 49. What are your thoughts, uh, you know, someone of your caliber being, I guess, that far back? And granted, you know, they can have 120 rows at these events, so you're, you're even more than halfway in the foreground. But, like, do you think, like, I guess the reason is is because we've seen them move the rows back from 20 to 30, right? So we kind of, yeah. th- th- and the idea is that they think that, you know, between like the 30s is where they kind of have like the prime trail and things like that. And I know that you're not going for the series. So in the long run, we're just playing a speculation game here. But like somebody of your caliber, like a Thad Duval comes and wants to race the race. Should they, do you think that where you were at gave you a little bit of an unfair advantage in the sense of like, a little bit more trail, maybe a little bit more broken in. Obviously, and I don't want to totally call them cheater lines, but that's just what everybody refers to them as. Is that you know, as you kind of go, there's six riders on a row. Like people just take different lines and they kind of start to form, right? And the further you back, the more they are. So, is there? What do you think that like it would maybe even though there'd be two double A guys on a row, like this put to anytime somebody like yourself were to come, it's like well, you're going to be somewhere between 36 and 40 because then you're at least in that first 10 rows. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, like I said, I feel like the farther you go back, a little bit of an advantage you got. But it seems like, I, I think I've raced enough to kind of know that 30 through probably 60 to 65 is probably your perfect rows, I'd say. But then I think you're kind of then at your disadvantages if you're farther back than the 65, because then I think the trail just gets so rough and beat out that and then you're then you're, then you're like, just getting beat up all day and especially like at the earlier rounds when it's in the sand i feel like it gets so whooped out later in the rows and stuff that it just it beats you to death all day but i feel like they've definitely came up with a good thing from 30 um back you know with the 20s you're still kind of early but i feel like uh, like i've heard a lot of guys say that it's a lot better that now they're in the 30s but i feel i feel like i definitely had an advantage and i feel like those guys definitely talked about me being farther back um during the race because i feel like um a lot of the guys felt like i should have been put up on a row earlier but at the same time i haven't raced one all year so i really didn't know what to expect and i don't want to be up there with them guys and be in the way if i wasn't going to do that bad so you know it's cool that uh I can show up and actually get on a row, you know, like it, I think it was almost sold out and stuff, but I feel like the 30 through the 60 is definitely your prime rows. And I feel like, um, um, that, uh, those are definitely the best rows. I think the 30 through 40 is really good for sure. But like, even for me, I had an advantage at there. Plus 
you know, like two or three of the rows in front of me were all double weight guys that they were trying to fit in. So, you know, I had some fast guys in, in front of me that I wasn't really catching that much. And, you know, I feel like with the guys that were up front, they were catching a lot more riders than I was. And, you know, I feel like I definitely had advantage being back. Plus, I had the advantage of um, the enduro guys trying to fit in all the double weight guys in between um the 20 through 50 so yeah i don't know it's 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 a touchy subject i know a lot of guys wish they did things differently but i think national enduro has a good uh program going where wherever you finish that's how you start the next round so i don't know i i, I guess i'm not part of the series so i can't really tell tell you how they should do it or what they should to do right. but i just feel like i definitely had advantage being back farther like that that's okay and that's half the reason i asked too is because you know even i saw your post you're like hope i didn't mess up any points and luckily you didn't you know bob it's been doing yeah. a great job and everybody else has kind of ebbed and flowed a little bit more than he has so those points that you gained it really didn't matter much and even grant and Stu, even if they would have been like those two up i think still they would have only gotten one point each and so it really didn't it didn't shift anything well, yeah, I hate I hate so. I hate being that guy that just shows up and, and messes up the points when I know how close the points are there. But you know, I, I was there to win and I did win, so it was cool. Well, bitching. So talking about winning, what's going to happen in Spain for the ISDE? We're going to win as a team for sure. I like it. Uh, that, Four dudes of the, badassery. That's the plan. So uh, I'm excited. I uh, I'm ready to rip the the 300. I'm ready to. Uh, Mix some gas and haul ass, I guess you should say. Oh, that's going to be epic. So you are going to be on the 300? Yeah, 300. I, uh, I actually, lucky enough for me, I'm, I uh, really enjoy riding the thing, and I feel like I ride it really well. So uh, I'm excited. I would be, too. You know, it's one thing I was thinking about this. Uh, I was on DMXS last week, and I kind of like, luckily... I've been doing research on you guys and talking about this for a while, but luckily, like, I totally brain farted. He was like, yeah, so what's the team this year? And I was just like... Taylor Robert, Kayla Russell, Dad Duvall, and Ryan Sipes. And then I'm like, I hope that was right. Like, it came out really quick, and I was just like, oh, yeah. my God. And luckily, I got it right. I mean, granted, you know, but still. And then, but I didn't even realize it at the time. It's like two KTM riders and two Husky riders. I was like, <laughs> I was like, hell, yeah. But at the same time, like, those are the, you know, KTM, obviously, with Auntie as the team manager. I mean, those guys really do put in a ton of effort. Um and I just think that you guys are the best riders and you guys are on those bikes. You know what I mean? I really don't think it's a, yeah. I don't think it's a manufacturer's thing. So I, I don't know if anybody else has made that connection that that's the way it panned out, but I don't think <laughs> that that's a thing. I think you guys are the best choices and those are the bikes that you're riding. So, but, um, how was the training camp that you guys went to, um, a couple months ago? It was awesome. You know, we got to, uh, go out and test the bikes that we're going to ride and, you know, Ani has put together a really good thing. I think last year um, was the first time for me. I didn't make it to the one in Arizona the, the first year, but right. you know, I think this was the third year he had a, a training camp. And, you know, it's awesome to go out there and test the bike and know what it's going to do and change some clickers here and there and get um, used to uh, the terrain and stuff and, and shake down the bike. That way, you know, when, when I get to six days, I know uh, my bike's going to be 110% how I want it, how I like it. When I jump on it the first day, I'm ready to go. And, right. you know, I feel like um, that's a definite benefit for me, especially last year. Um, you know, I felt like um, when I went to Argentina on the Honda, I didn't really get very much time to test it, and I struggled the first few days trying to get used to it. But, you know, with this year, fortunate enough for me, um, KR4, uh, my my uh, my team, you know, Frank, he, uh, he rents bikes out, and luckily he had an extra 300 
um, for me to use all summer. So I've been testing on it and riding it, and you know, it's it's cool that I'm gonna be able to get the six days and know uh, I've been riding on the 300 all summer long, and just not at the training camp for t- uh, for a week and. You know, it was cool. You know, we all gelled really well. Um, we're all riding really well, and I think uh, I think Taylor's definitely riding the best um, out of all of us. I think feel like it's going to be his his uh, terrain and stuff. But you know, um, it, it's cool that we are able to go out there. And I feel like even the junior team's pretty strong this year. I feel like um, there's uh, three good riders and four good riders of us, and it's uh, it should be good. You know, we've had some really strong teams in the past, and. I feel like I wouldn't say this is the best team we've had because I feel like every year is the best team we could possibly get. And I just feel like um, this year, hopefully everything goes good. And I feel like um, they have a, a really good plan ahead and they have bikes all prepped and ready to go and all spare, all the spare parts that we need. And we go over there and uh, do our best and uh, bring home that trophy finally. Awesome. And then at the training camp, did they do a good job or any job telling you guys about the terrain? Like, what should you expect out of Spain? Well, we went to we went to, uh, to Arizona. We we're about an hour north of Phoenix. Um, you know, we Ani kind of thought that would be similar to the terrain, but it it's crazy. Every year, I feel like we all think it's going we all think it's going to be this type of terrain, and we get there, and it's totally different than what. I have ever like pictured of it being it's happened to me the last couple of years. I feel like I I'm prepared and ready for the train and I get there and it's not even close to what I was expecting. Um, so, you know, we, when we were in Arizona, I feel like um, it's going to be similar train, but it seems like they've been uploading a lot of pictures to Instagram and social media and stuff that is that some of the stuff actually looks pretty gnarly. And, you know, if it's going to be that gnarly, I, I'm even more pumped about it because I feel like I, I excel a little better and stuff like that. But, you know, there's no really telling what the train's really going to be like until we get there and walk the test. And, you know, um, luckily enough, Taylor um, was pretty close at one of the World Enduro rounds this year. So he ran over and checked it out and stuff and said it's uh, pretty flat fields and stuff and some right on the edge of the mountains. So I don't know. We'll see when we get there. And hopefully it's uh, good terrain and not uh, not very dry. Hopefully it's a little wetter. But uh, I feel like last year was pretty good. And they say it's going to be kind of similar to last year too so i don't know just uh we'll get there and we'll see and do the best man and uh and aaron and uh taylor robert just got his first overall not only did he win the e2 class but he also won the essentially the enduro gp class uh this past weekend in france i mean that is absolutely epic that is so yeah, that's, so, so stoked for that dude yeah that's sweet you know taylor's a cool dude i was able to hang out with him like the the day after the training camp for a little bit and went and seen uh, the ranch, how he rides enduro cross and all the trail stuff he does. So it's pretty cool to see him go out and win. I feel like he's definitely um, the guy to beat when we go there because I, I feel like he's got to definitely um, the Euro style now being at the World Enduros. And, you know, hopefully uh, I'll be able to back uh, back the team up and all, all three of us and four of us will uh, be able to do good. Wicked. Two more questions for you. One of them is from me and one of them is from Jared Bolton. <laughs> Which one do you want first? Give me both on. Okay, he said, plain or peanut M and M's. Peanut. Ah, that's all. It's three of us right now. We're the, that's. It has to be the share size though. Share size. Explain that to me. Is that the bigger bag? No, it's not the bag, but it's the one. It's you got your you got your yellow regular peanut bag, but then you have your it's a it's a shareable size. So, not the big bag. 
but it's a shareable size because the this the regular M M&M and M peanuts mm. it's just not enough. So ah, you have to get okay. a little bit bigger. We need an extra. We need extra chocolate coated nuts for the mouth. That's right. We'll just go with that. That's fine. Okay. I, I told Bolton I needed a fun question. That's what he sent me. I was like, I'm going to go with it. That's fun. Why not? We'll go. And then, of course, we've got three GNCCs left. I want to know, of those three, which one do you think you're looking forward to the most? Um, I'd say the one coming up because uh, it's uh, pretty pretty close to my house, the Mountaineer. It's in Morgantown. It's uh, rocky and gnarly, and I feel like I really excel um, there. And I feel like we really got the bike dialed right now. Um, you know, I rode the race bike and tested it all summer long and won the National Enduro on it. And I feel like um, I feel like I've never been more comfortable on a bike before. And you know, Unadilla, uh, I got smoked by Caleb, but I feel like um, I got the speed to win. I just need to put it together and, and be with him at the start and um, try not to let him check out so early. He's riding good. He's been training with Alden all year, but I feel like I'm definitely looking forward to this race coming up the most. Um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to all three because I feel like, you know, I've worked really hard this uh, this summer and I feel like I can go out and win at any time. So um, definitely the one coming up, I feel like I, I favored a little bit more than the last two. And uh, yeah, should be good. Hopefully uh, get through these next two GNCC safe and get to six days. That'll be awesome, dude. And I have to say, you looked phenomenal on the sky shot. I, I love that you guys, I could not do that shit. Like, I can ride a dirt bike in the woods, right? You know? And every now and again, it looks like I do it decently. And that's it. Not fast, not crazy, just decent. And then, but then you guys, not only are you super fast in the woods, you go hit jumps like that and just like totally freaking like, I mean, it's just epic, dude. I, I don't know. Did you do a bunch of moto like like while you were growing up and stuff too, along with all the GNCC stuff you did growing up, or did you just like force yourself to learn how to jump like that? Um, I didn't. Really, I mean, I did some moto growing up, but I feel like um, you know, the last couple of years, I feel like I've been riding a lot of moto. Just with moto, you can go out and get the high intensity thirty minute moto. You know, you do a thirty minute moto in the woods, you kind of you can kind of get lazy a little bit, but on the moto track, you, you push the whole time and it's just high intensity. I feel like that's helped me take my training to another level is, is riding more moto. And, you know, I feel like, um, I just, you know, my dad, he raced bikes way back when and he's never really went out and worked with me on a moto track. And I've never really had anybody work with me on a moto track. And I feel like I just, uh, pretty much done it all myself, um, on a moto track. And I'm glad I'm, not a goon on a moto track and bow air it all the time, but you know I'm fortunate enough to uh, have a moto track here at the ranch at my house, and you know I've kind of taught myself how to how to do some whips and uh, show off for the kids sometimes. And you know it was tough this year. the The sky shot you couldn't really get a good drive because they had some hay bales, and like in between the hay bales was all choppy and stuff. Mm. But I think uh, the last lap I was just having so much fun trying to pass string it. I threw a big one on the last lap, but uh, yeah, it was it's cool that we go there and we get to ride the the same track that uh, the Moto guys do. You know, that's a pretty famous track for sure. But uh, you know, it's cool to go there. I think they've had like World GPs and stuff there at one time way back when and everything. And it's just cool to go there and ride the same track that those guys do. You know, we don't get to do all of it, but we get to do like the famous Gravity Cat. Yeah. Um, so last question came in from Twitter is from Gargoyle. He said, why did DQ drink all the champagne on the podium? 
Oh, he's an alcoholic. We all have our moments. <laughs> no, no. It's just uh, it's just um, a tradition, you know. Uh, I drank it. My dad drinks it. DQ drinks it. It's just uh, makes things a little sweeter at the end. You know, it's uh, when you get on the podium, even though it's not where I want to be, but third, you know, at the end of the day, anytime I'm on the podium and get to put my sponsors up there um, to show light them and, you know, it's uh, just good that uh, we're able to uh, tip back the champagne at the end of the day. Dig it, dude. Well, congrats on being a badass and kicking ass, having fun on a dirt bike. That's one of the things that I love about you. We don't need Bad Thad. I like this Thad. Bad Thad was cool. <laughs> he was a good time. I liked it. But I like this one that much more because you can tell you're enjoying it a lot more. There's a lot less hate and just a lot more badassery involved. So digging that for sure, man. <laughs> Keep kicking ass. We look forward to you being back on the podium, if not the top box soon, and then having fun and kicking butt at the ISDE in Spain. Awesome. See you then, man. Yeah, dude. Take it easy. You too. Peace. Okay, for, for those of you guys who are wondering, I said I had a special guest. Um, so I wound up getting a chance to chat with Aaron Gwynn after he was in the Meta Magazine. And Steve, let's just go ahead. He knows that we're calling. Uh, we should, should be good to go on the FaceTimeage. Um, and I text him after winning the World Cup uh, this year again uh, for 2016, the National Downhill or World Downhill. And I was like, holy crap, dude, let's chat. And he was like, okay, that's awesome. So he's going to, he said he was going to let us call him into the show and see how this goes. But I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't really know how it was going to go um, to make sure that uh, this could be one of the, it's AA. Yep, should have told you that. But uh, yeah, so hopefully we get a chance to, this works out, it happens, and we we see how it goes. But of course, thank you again to our sponsors while we get him called in. I just want to say thank you again to Fly Racing. You can go find out more about those guys at flyracing.com. Uh, Kindatire, you can find more about those guys at uh, kindatire.com. And of course, SRT Offroad, you can find out more about those guys at srtoffroad.com. Sponsors make it easy, but they make us do, they let us do this kind of stuff. So please go support those guys and uh, just thank you for letting them do that. So, Mr. Aaron Gwynn, how the heck is your evening going, kind sir? Some some super chill time. I just got back from Europe last night, first day of off season, so I've uh, I've been enjoying some good food today and a whole lot of hanging out. Dude, I know you. Like one of my questions as I, of the plethora that I was going to talk about is like, what do you do now? <laughs> like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like. You have been, if, if anybody tries to pay attention to your training regimen, it seems like you're very regimented. You're just, it's this, 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 this. So for somebody that lives like that, when all of a sudden it's like, awesome, I get a chance to not have to think about an immediate race coming up, like, what do I do? Like, so what is, what's, yeah, what's that look like for you? Um, I don't know, man. I guess um, for me, it looks pretty similar, to be honest, because I, I enjoy riding my bike and going to the gym and training and all that. Um, so I usually chill for about a week and then I'm not back on a super serious program right away, but I'm going to the gym and just staying in shape. I enjoy it. So that part never really changes, but I think I've just got more time to, to kind of do other things. Um, I'm building a house right now or getting ready to start building a house. Um, so I've been putting a lot of work into that preparation and, uh, we just got all the utilities and everything up on the pad a few weeks ago. So that was pretty exciting. I've had the land for about a year and nothing's been going on. So I'm like, just somebody go up there and dig a hole and fill it back up or do something. So it's cool to start seeing some action happening on that bad boy. Absolutely. Um, if I have any advice, don't stress out over it because we built a cabin up in Oklahoma and it was like the worst year and a half ever. 
Like, because it was supposed to be like an eight month process. And then all of a sudden, a year and a half later, you finally have a cabin. You're like, yeah, but it was like, it was horrible. So it's like one of those things, whatever they tell you, just add an extra six months and then you might actually make it. So yeah, we'll see. pretty much <laughs> it, man. Yeah, I think I'm like, I'm in no hurry. I got a cool house now. I'm pretty stoked with where I live. So I figure I'll, uh, I'll learn some stuff along the way and take my time and make sure that it's perfect when I get done. So Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying the process for the most part. But like you said, it, it always seems to take a bit longer than you hope. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been crazy to watch your arrival into, you know, the world stage racing downhill. Um, and it's even weirder, well, not weirder, but it's even more interesting that your background is actually in moto. Um, so were you, and I don't know this, and this is an interesting, it was one of your, did you race Loretta Lens? Like, was that a goal for you as a kid? Or were you kind of just a little bit more of a, a fun moto rider, you know, who was out there kind of just trying to make it happen? All right, well, let, let's kill it and see if we can get it back in, Steven. So as we uh, try to get him back up there, let's see what's going on. We're going to try to see. Let's talk about some fly racing stuff, of course. So flyracing.com, you can go check out some of the Kinetic Mesh gear. If you haven't had a chance to, they have their 2017 gear out that you should be able to get at your local dealer or your favorite online retailer if any of that stuff were to do it for you. Um, obviously, we would appreciate you supporting your local dealer, but if you do have online resources, we potentially would have uh, some links that would be coming for you to enjoy that kind of stuff. Okay, so... What was your upbringing and moto to kind of like make you start crossing over into downhill? Um, for me, man, I think um, I used to race BMX as a young kid, uh, okay, like awesome. from four years old yeah. to about eight or nine. Um, so I kind of had a bicycle background behind me before I got into moto, which which helped that transition. And then when I went from moto to downhill, it kind of really helped. It was like the perfect blend of the two sports. Um, I ended up kind of just working some average jobs for a couple of years when I finished racing motocross. And uh, I had a good friend of mine, Cody Warren, who was the uh, the national champ um, here in America for downhill at the time. Yeah. And he invited me out to ride. And uh, yeah, man, I, I just picked it up pretty quick and really enjoyed it. So it wasn't really anything. I mean, the riding skills transferred over, but um, yeah, it wasn't like a connection within the industry or anything like that that kind of got me into it. It was just, uh, it kind of just random, randomly happened. <laughs> that's that's pretty retarded and retardedly awesome. What was the event that you kind of like got on a downhill bike and that you raced and were like, whoa, I want to do this more? Yeah, I think, um, well, Cody invited me out to ride. Uh, we have a local race series here in uh, California and Fontana. Um, it's a winter series and I went out there he invited me out to ride. I had ridden downhill maybe once or twice, and he was like, man, you should come out to the local race series and race. It's a lot of fun, and you probably do pretty good. Um, so I was like, all right. So I showed up like in my moto helmet and I think like a flannel shirt, van shoes, and uh, he let me borrow one of his bikes, and I was like, what, what class should I race? And he's like, oh, just sign up for pro. You'll be, you'll be fine. I was like, all right. So so we, uh, we just kind of winged it, man, signed up for pro, and uh, I ended up getting third, actually. It was just a local race, but it was still, there's some fast guys there. And uh, so I don't know, pretty quick, I kind of started getting the racing bug back. So I ended up doing most of that winter series um, and finishing like in the top three or top five consistently. Um, and pretty quick, it kind of just turned into something that I was really enjoying. And, uh, 
I got a phone call from uh, kind of this longtime friend now, Rich Hausman. Mm-hmm. He was running a development team for a, a company called Yeti, and he hit me up and said, "Hey, we'll, we'll give you a bike. You got to figure out the rest. But are you interested?" And I was like, "Heck yeah, let's do it." So uh, I was supposed to start college. Actually, I was enrolled in all my classes, had all my books. Was supposed to start the next week, and uh, I figured school will always be there. Racing might not be, so I took my books back and. Uh, Went went downhilling and uh, yeah, it's crazy, dude, how it's worked out. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you probably took that book, buddy, to like put it into literally into racing. You know, you and you never get as much when you buy the books. You pay way more than you do when you get them when you sell them back. So it always sucks. But that's pretty intense and that's interesting. I did not know the Rich Houseman side of the story. Obviously, we all know what you did at Yeti, how well you did there. Went on to Trek and then, of course, specialized in now your own team with YT. And, and I say your own team. Is it? Do you potentially own any of the YT mob, like, or is it something that you just kind of help piece together? But it's something that they financially, you know, put, uh, I guess, hold all the cards in. Yeah, well, actually, um, Martin Wiley is the team owner. Um, I basically contacted him when I was in discussions with YT about um, having a team. Um, I didn't really want to take on the kind of the financial and insurance and kind of all the responsibilities that go with actually owning a team directly. Um, Martin was in a position where he's, I've ridden for him in the past on Trek. Um, he does an amazing job. And, uh, so I basically had a title sponsor and I felt like we could get the other sponsorship and, uh, funds we needed to run a program. And so I called Martin and said, Hey, do you want to run it for me? And, uh, he was like, absolutely. So, um, yeah, dude, it was just the perfect fit. So Martin is the owner. Um, but he basically lets me make all the decisions and, you know, I was the one that put it together. I negotiated all the deals with the the sponsors and the co-sponsors to get the budget we needed to run the program, uh, pick the parts that I wanted to ride and the people that I wanted to work with. So, um, yeah, between him and then YT, obviously being the title sponsor and contributing the most, um, we just kind of made it happen, man. So it's crazy how it came together, but I'm, I'm super stoked. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, when you see changes like that happen with someone that at your caliber, I mean, you've done such a great job winning so many times, um, not just events of their own, but also overalls. Um, it's kind of a question. They're like, oh, my gosh, why would he do this? He's doing so good on this bike. But you've proved to people that you not only do you know how to train, and you know how to ride, but you know how to adapt. Um, and I think that that's interesting. So in that adapting that you've done and what you were talking about where you've had a chance to work hand in hand with these sponsors, like we've just seen the new TRP brakes that you've kind of helped uh, come out with and then some of the tires, I believe, too, that do like the Aaron Gwynn uh, special. Like what's been the most fun? Like that, that, that one product that you're just like, this has been way more awesome to work on than you thought it would be. Um, dude, I don't know. It's hard to tell. Like we've... Um We've got a lot of great sponsors on the team, and um, it's kind of crazy because a lot of them are not new to cycling, but kind of new to like top level mm. downhill racing. So, um, like we signed on with Onza Tires, so I've been developing a new signature tire um, that I should have in my hands in the next week or two. Um, we'll have it at the Interbike Show in Vegas next week, I believe, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, as you said, TRP, we've been developing new brakes all year. Um, and those guys have been dude, incredible to work with since day one. Um, and then everybody at E13, you know, rims, cranks, um, all the drivetrain stuff. It's really been, uh, I don't know, man, like uh, we got a lot of different pro- projects going on right now with quite a few different sponsors and everybody's been equally awesome to work with. So I think, I think the thing I'm most excited about is just that the team package as a whole and all the people that were 
we're working with when I signed the deals with each team sponsor, um, the product was important, but I really wanted to get the vibe from each brand that they were um, excited to be a part of the program and they wanted to really grind it out to try to make the best product. And uh, even if we didn't have it from the first race, I believed in the people we were working with that we would get it eventually. And, uh, you know, we pretty much have that already. So it's, uh, I think the whole team and, and everybody involved as a whole has been, you know, just a lot of fun for me. Not even a full year in. Yeah. And you guys obviously, you know, you, you guys know what you're doing, period. Like, <laughs> it's awesome to see. Here's an interesting, maybe you know this fact, maybe you don't. How many uh, YT Tuesdays do you think, or the TUES sold after you started just totally kicking ass on that bike? Because you know nobody thought you were going to do it. Everybody was like, uh, and then all of a sudden you were just rocking and rolling. I I mean, could they even keep them in stock, I guess? (laughs) Yeah, I think they're selling them about as quick as they can make them right now. Um, They were already doing really well for a new company before I got on board because the bike is, uh, I mean, it's amazing as, as is before I even got on it. Um, and they've got a really good kind of brand image and a, the way they go about doing things. Um, but I think me signing on here in America, especially with the, this crowd and everything, it, uh, from what I hear, they haven't told me exact numbers, but I think they're they're killing it. So it's, uh, it's perfect, man. I mean, we were able to win our very first World Cup together. Um, I'm racing a, a bone stock frame all year long, um, which is different because a lot of the guys' factory teams, they're racing full prototype bikes and stuff that you can't buy. Mine is, if you go online and order it, you'll get the same frame that I've been racing and winning on all year. So um, it's been a really cool story, man. The bike's amazing, and uh, they've been really cool to work with. So, yeah, it's uh, it's cool, the success they're having because of me and the success I'm having because of them. It's been perfect. That's awesome. You know, it, it, it literally, like, I was like, if I, I'm at, we're in Texas, right? And there were times we used to go to New Mexico and go to Chili Challenge a lot. Final Descent yeah. back when that was still going on way back in the day, uh, that which was a ton of fun. And I wish that, you know, me and my kids were just, my kids were just old enough to be able to go do that again. Because I want to buy your bike right now. And I want to go downhill and again, like, cause I'm a big dirt bike guy now, right? Like, but man, I miss those downhill roots days and shit. Um, and I'm just, you, you've made me want to buy one and uh, (laughs) it'll happen soon. So with your team, I think it's interesting the way that you guys put it together. I wanted to know Angel, I wanted you to talk to about that a little bit, because I know that you said you had a lot of decisions to make there. And so why bring on someone that you're, and I think I would get it, you know, I, I would imagine there's a lot of financial reasons why you have somebody that you can help foster and bring up into the ranks, opposed to having somebody that could potentially be equal caliber, because obviously higher pay raises, all the other stuff that goes with that. But I wanted to know what you guys thought about when you picked a rider, and then obviously then when you picked Angel, like what you were looking for, and then you found it in Angel. Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, there was there was kind of a wide range of things we were looking for with the second rider. I mean, the, the two big things, one, we just wanted somebody that would fit into the team really well um, that I'd be excited to work with and I could really help and uh, they could be a benefit to me as well. Um, and, you know, and then obviously budget as well, like who would kind of fit in. And um, one of the biggest things, we, we just wanted a young a young kid that didn't really have a lot of support. Uh, YT as a brand stands for young talent. That's how it started. It was geared around young riders and trying to give them a great product that they could afford. Um, so it was pretty important to, to myself and to YT to try to find a young kid that didn't have a lot of support and kind of just give him a shot at, um, 
you know, being able to have support at the highest level and get a chance to kind of go show everybody what he's got. So, um, yeah, it was tough to pick, man. I had a few different people we were looking at. Um, and at the end of the day, I didn't really know Angel that well. Um, but Martin, the team owner, had been helping him out for about a year. Um, and he told me about him. I'd seen some of his results. They were really good. Um, and he just said he was a, a great kid, great family, awesome to work with. And uh, so after I met him, I was like, yeah, he's, he's a perfect fit for what we're looking for. So, uh, yeah, dude, he, he had a rough year this year with just some injuries that were kind of just lingering all year. He's got to have like some shoulder surgery now to kind of fix some stuff up. So that was a bit of a bummer, but uh, he trooped it out, man. And, and I think he's got a lot more to show. Um, so hopefully next year. Uh, things will go his way a little bit more, but yeah, we're we're definitely gonna have him back, and he's been a, a really cool teammate to have on the program. That's bitching, dude. So, what do you guys? I got, I got two more questions for you. I know that we we don't want to keep you too long. What does next year look like for you guys? You guys did great this year, right? Like, are is there an evolution to what you guys did this year, or is there now that you know, obviously, what you have is a solid base, you just kind of strengthen that more so that your foundation stays strong to then maybe grow more in the future. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, I think um, we've got a three-year deal right now with YT. And uh, so I think coming into it, we really want to just be as good as we could be this year, um, kind of see where we were at and keep growing into next year. But we ended up going out and basically winning the first World Cup. So it was like, you know, we were, we pretty much started right at the top, which I, I had a feeling and I believe that we would be close there because of all the testing I was doing in the off season and just how good I was feeling. But, um, yeah, so now we're just in the, in the process of already just fine tuning things. We've got some plans with the team and the bike for next year, um, that I believe will be even better. I think it's just going to keep getting better. So we're just, uh, yeah, trying to make um, little adjustments here and little improvements wherever we can and, and just kind of just have a good time as a team. That's kind of the whole thing with, with us and YT is uh, good times is kind of the motto. So I think we're just, uh, yeah, we're trying to keep the vibe light and fun and uh, try to smoke everybody on the weekends. <laughs> I like it. No, and, you, and you've done that phenomenally. So it's like the good times and the smoking everybody on the weekends, Luckily enough, from all the video work, it looks like it's been happening. Speaking of the video work, excellent job um, on whoever on you on who you hired. I know you guys gave him thanks at the end of your most recent team video, and I'm totally spacing on his name, but uh, please give him a shout out. But man, because the reason is is not only do the guys that you have videoing capture good footage, but they tell a great story. You know, and so many people yeah. miss that aspect of of the production of these videos. And that's the one thing. Like, I really have had a great time enjoying y'all's videos because of the story that's told along with the great footage. So, yeah, thank you, man. That's something that's definitely important to us. I think in the past. Uh teams I've ridden for and, and teams in general, they, they kind of get this real serious racer vibe and doesn't really show who the racers were really are. And that was important to me when we started this team and we were looking for a videographer um, and the style we wanted to do it. I was like, man, we got to keep it. We need to tell the story and really get a good vibe about, you know, the rider's personality, the staff personality, and kind of just show what it's like, like make it just more fun, not so serious, even though there is a serious side to racing. Um, so yeah, uh, Brock is the videographer, um, suspended productions. Um, he lives right here in San Diego, close to me. I'd worked with him on a few projects and when we were looking for a filmer, um, I called him up and I was like, Hey man, I got this opportunity. Do you want to 
travel and do this. So it's a pretty cool story with the team. Um, Brock's never had a World Cup team or experience on that level. And uh, so we got him on board and he's just, like you said, he just killed it, man. He's done an amazing job all year. And then um, Isaac, our photographer, I think he's like 19 years old. He's a, He's from the UK. Um, same thing, not a lot of experience. So our whole thing with the team, I think, was uh, just trying to give, you know, talented young dudes a shot at kind of pursuing their dreams, you know, whether it was my riding teammate or the staff or, or whoever, and trying to, um, you know, pay everybody on the team well and really make them feel valued um, for their skills. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been a lot of fun for sure. Dig it. Okay. Before we let you go, because of the fact that I have to ask this, when potentially sometime in the off season, please tell me it could happen that we could see you at some kind of off road dirt bike race. Like, I would love yeah. to see that shit, man. That would be so epic. <laughs> yeah, dude. I uh, I'm fortunate. I have a really good relationship with KTM. Um, they're right here in Temecula. They're yep. ten minutes from my house, so I've got um. I'm I'm on like a VIP bike program, so I get a couple of bikes a year, and I return them, and they give me new ones the next year. So I'm, uh, dude, they they treat me well. It's it's pretty amazing, um, and I love to ride. I ride every week. Um, that's one of the things I've been the most excited about now that I got some time off, is I can really get back on my dirt bike. Um, so we'll see. I think I'm gonna race Day in the Dirt at Glen Helen in a couple of months. Um, I was thinking about doing the last hare and hound race. I've been getting super into like more desert and off-road style riding the last few years. Absolutely. And, uh, I went down to Baja with some friends of mine and did all the pre-running for San Felipe, uh, a little over a year ago, uh, almost two years ago, I guess now. And that was like an amazing time. So I think I'm going to try to go down for the thousand in November and, uh, do all the pre-running down there and hang out with the boys. So um yeah dude i've definitely got some plans to to start racing a little bit this off season hopefully <laughs> that's wicked dude it, yeah i got a chance to do the baja rally down in baja in 2014 that was really cool i don't know if you know anything about rally but it's much there's a lot that goes on with the road book and kind of navigation and gps and all that kinds of stuff but what i like is that even the, like guys like toby price and kirk caselli and you know all those guys they are the ones that are doing top speed stuff not dudes like me I think you might dig some of that, but then um, the Rip to Cabo with uh, Cameron Steele and those dudes, it's uh, from Tecate down to Cabo. It's about seven to eight days, 15, 1,600 miles. That would, ah, oh, it's right in the middle of your season. When you retire, yeah, we'll get you, we'll, we'll get you on the trip, dude. You, you might, they, know, they're going to try to get you to trade in your hat for a big M, but we, I, won't yeah. let them. I won't let them. Yeah, man. I've been saying it for a few years. I'm like, when I retire, I'd like to do some off-road racing and, and kind of get into it because I enjoy it so much. I've got um, one of my close friends here, Ivan Ramirez. Um, oh, shit. He lives right yeah. on the street. That's awesome. Yeah, he's one of my, my best friends here, and we, we ride and train together quite a bit. Um and yeah, he's, I think we might try to do the team race. We did the team race at the Caselli ride day at yep. Glen Helen last year. And, uh, we won that thing. So we got to defend the title this year. So I'm sure we'll be out there battling it out again. Bitching. <laughs> well, yeah, I wish that, uh, I wish that I lived closer to California so you could show me how much faster you would leave me than, than uh, just like everybody else I know. It's, uh, I like to follow people's dust way more than their actual rear tire. It's pretty pathetic, but we have fun doing it, right? <laughs> 
Uh, well, dude, Mr. Aaron Gwynn, I really appreciate you taking the time to come on our on our awesome little web show here. Um, and congrats on doing such a fantastic job. Not and not just this past year, which just been so awesome for somebody like myself as a huge fan of the sport, is to have watched your progression to come on as you did with Yeti. Um, and then work your way into Trek, specialize, and have done so fantastic there to now literally create your own team, you know, to be able to put that together and to come out and kick ass on that thing. Uh, it's just going to be so much more fun to continue to watch that evolution um, as you work your way into the sport, you know, as not a racer and then behind the scenes, because I think you're going to be able to bring all that knowledge to so many more younger racers, you know, five, ten years down the road, whatever that looks like for you retirement-wise, so... Yeah, man. Thank you very much. It's been, um, yeah, an amazing season. And uh, yeah, so stoked to hear everybody else being stoked. And uh, thanks to everybody else out there that's been supporting me and the team and the whole program. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, I think it's just going to keep getting better. So we're going to try to uh, just keep having a good time and uh, do the best we can at the races. But uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very happy with how everything's going. Bitchin', will you go tell Ivan Ramirez that I saw him posted pictures about riding that bot, that rally bike, and that yep. uh, we need to go do some rally riding, and that's some cool shit. And he needs to come back on the show. He should stop ignoring, yeah. and no more ignoring the text messages. There you go. Right, dude. All right. Know. Will you enjoy uh, California and your time off? And uh, thank you again, sir. Yeah. Thank you, man. Have a good one. Peace, See you guys. Bye. Hell yeah. Well, I have to say, uh, the fact that this show has gotten me on the air with Kurt Caselli, it's got me on the air with Aaron Gwynn, it's got me on the air with Thad Duvall, it's got me on the air with Caleb Russell, Charlie Mullins, uh, was, uh, like, I mean, so many dudes. This is pretty epic, and I just want to say thank you to you guys, anybody that's watching the show, because it's because of the fact that you guys have tuned in to any of the stuff that we've done that has allowed us to do this. So just thank you very much to you guys and to our sponsors, to Steven, to my wife, to everybody that's really helped support us continue to try to do what we're doing um, with Seat Time. Um, and obviously, within that, support us. We have the Team USA Fuel Up shirt. 50% of the proceeds go to the Team USA. We're going to write them a check. Once everything clears, send it over to those guys, and they can use that however they want. They might be able to buy two more tires. They might be able to buy 200 tires. It's all up to you guys. So we want to be able to make sure that we write them a good check. So please grab that link, seattime.co slash Team USA. Make sure you share it. Make sure you grab a T-shirt and uh, send it to all your friends. Of course, we will be live again next week. We're going to do some more Enduro Cross talking. We're going to do some more GNCC talking, some National Enduro stuff. I did sign up for the National Enduro in Oklahoma today. I'm on row 62. I think I got the letter C. That may or may not change. Sometimes it does. This thing shift and move uh, as you lead up to the event, but I'm fine with that. We're going to go with it. So if you guys are going to be at that National Enduro in Oklahoma, October 22nd, definitely reach out to me. Let us know that you're going to be there. We'd love to hang out with you guys. Have fun. Just kick butt and uh you know and do what we do here at seat time the good thing is is that you can find us all over the internet of course our website is seattime.co that's where you can find all the the fun news all the archives all that kinds of stuff you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash seat time excuse me on twitter it's at seat time underscore ceo and on instagram it's at seat time of course we're on youtube give us a subscribe there you can find us on stitcher and itunes if you just want to subscribe to the audio only thank you again to fly racing for their support for kinda tires for their support and srt off road for their support if you guys haven't watched the seat time adventures video yet from this year go watch the beginning of it steven has now started a documentary it's going to be a good time that'll be a whole 15 minutes for you guys to dig in to what we did this year on the trip it's going to be a lot of fun I just say thank you. Um, it's been a lot of fun, and 
I guess we'll see you in, in a week. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome! Bye!